dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Point Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit, the king of sportsbooks. I'm your host, Tori Petri, joined on the other line by Mike O'Hara. Mike, we're back from the bye week. How was your bye? Uh, it was great. I was you know, disappointed to say goodbye to my bye week, but you know, <laughs> back to work and, and you know, I'm looking forward to these next 12 games and see how it un- unfolds for the Detroit Lions and the entire National Football League too. With, you know, it's been a Look, it's been a different year. It's been a different season. It's been a different just about everything this year, and I want to see how it uh, how it unfolds. Absolutely. Different is the best way to describe this year for sure. Uh, you know, you talk about there being 12 games to go. It, it, it's crazy how many games there, there still are. That early bye week is just an interesting place to be in, especially in a season where now teams are, you know, with all of the COVID protocols and, and the delays and everything, bye weeks have become so important for rescheduling. Uh, so it's interesting that the Lions bye is already gone and now that they they still have 12 more games to go yeah absolutely and and you mentioned the uh the, the COVID-19 virus and all that plays into it it's that that whole thing is just different I think I don't know if we're, we're fully coming to you know grips with that or not but it's certainly not like ankle injury where you know if a guy is sprains his ankle in practice on Wednesday go well how is he today how is he how is he Friday how is he Sunday that's an entirely different thing with the virus, and you don't you know you don't spread ankle injuries. Uh, you do spread the virus, and you talk about you know uh, outbreaks and all that. It's 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 an element that that um, affects everybody, from the players to the fans to to, to to just everybody involved in this entire entire great game of pro football. Absolutely. It it was wild over the Lions bye week. You know, obviously we weren't covering a game, so we got to watch a little bit more football. And then over the bye week, we we had a Tuesday night football game, which is just, you know, so bizarre. It it really is so crazy. Uh, But, you know, I think that this bye week did come at a time where the Lions need it. You you always say that. Uh, Oftentimes it's because a team needs to get healthy, and so it gives them some extra time to get healthy. But for me, I just, it seemed like this team just needed a little bit of a reset. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we talked about that when they, you know, we did a shorter version of this on, on that week, and I, I think it's, I think it's accurate. I think, you know, like we're working remotely mostly. You know, the players are there. They're, it's sort of like submarine duty to me. There's no, there's really no escape from it. You know, they go to work, they practice, they go home. You know, they quarantine. Sort of, I wouldn't say quarantine, but they're you know very careful about what they do and go back and the same thing over and over and over. And I think they needed a break from that. And, you know, kind of just, I think it freshened up mentally more as much as physically. Absolutely. Well, Mike, we talked about this a little bit last week, but let's just recap a little bit. What do you feel like the Lions needed to change over this bye week in order to flip things around? Well, I wouldn't say change it. I'd say play defense for a change. They haven't they really haven't done that. Now, they had a, one good stretch of defensive play, and that was in the – I mean, really from start to almost to finish, and that was against the Chicago Bears in the opener. They didn't finish it. I mean, they were good for until like the last three minutes of the third quarter, and that's when the Bears started to put together what proved to be the winning drive, three touchdown passes by Mitchell Trubisky, who's been (laughs) benched in favor of Nick Foles, who's not that great either. But aside from that, I think, you know, they just haven't had had it defensively. Look, they've given up 127 points 
in four games. That, that's that's do the math. That's what thirty one point seven five, I think it is, points per game. You're not going to win that way. Uh, the interesting thing about that, uh, just to flip it over, the Jacksonville Jaguars had an upset win over the Colts in the opener, and since then they've lost four straight. Why? Because they've given up 127 points in four games. There's a commonality here. If you don't play defense in the National Football League, to some degree, and it's look, it's different than you know 10 years ago. It's different than 20 years ago. It's different than you know the the steel curtain of the of, of the Pittsburgh Steelers in their first heyday. It's different than the 11 Angry Men and all that other stuff. It's different than the old Silver Rush here in Detroit in the 70s and 80s when they really had you know three, four Pro Bowl, All Pro defensive linemen up front and players behind them. They're just not going to shut people down the way you used to. But you've got to play, you've got to play better defense than your opponent is playing if you're going to win games in the National Football League, and that's that's what the Detroit Lions have to show that they've come up with some sort of formula, some sort of whatever uh, to, to defend better, or they're going to have they're going to struggle. These last twelve games are just going to be just an awful struggle. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And we already kind of looked back at the last Lions game, so this will be a little bit of a mini episode as well because we already looked back at uh, the last game the Lions played in the bye week episode. So now let's just look ahead to what the Lions have ahead of them. Two road games, uh, you know, assuming what happens with uh, the Atlanta Falcons doesn't affect them of course just before you and I got on the phone we we heard that the Atlanta Falcons were shutting down we'll see what ends up playing out with that but assuming things stay the same the Lions have the Jaguars this weekend the Atlanta Falcons after that uh, and then they come back home and face the Indianapolis Colts at least these couple of games on the road should provide the Lions with an opportunity to turn things around because these aren't teams that are exactly rolling right now no, like we mentioned, the, uh, the the Jaguars are are one and four, and they're one and four for a reason. You know, that's look. The, I think under Doug Marone, who I think is a good coach, he had a good run at at Buffalo, a decent run at Buffalo uh, before, and got this team to the playoffs three years ago with a ten and six record, and they really one one pass, you know, one defense pass away from beating the New England Patriots and going to the Super Bowl. Now they were ten and six in the regular season, but when you really look at them. You know they've they've had one winning record in the last 13 years. That's a one. Now look, I know it's been tough here in Detroit, but it has been that tough, at least not lately, not in the last you know decade or so. And you know, the, look, I said there's a reason for that. They haven't been able to keep their good players in. The, the, you know, players have wanted out. They've asked out. They've been traded. They've been you know refused to you know, play, refused to report, stuff like that. And, you know, that's that's sort of the modern National Football League, the modern, you know, National Basketball Association. You can force your way off a roster if you really are determined to do it and you make enough make enough noise. And, look, the players have, you know, they have a stake in this, too. They have careers, too, just like, you know, just like everybody else. And if they want a greener pastures, then they'll, they'll find a way to do it. And it's really, I think, has impacted uh, impacted the Jaguars in a, in a negative way. But I think they put together some, some good, young, promising players uh, we'll just see if they get time to time to develop together. This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now. 
All right, so as the Lions head to Jacksonville, what do you feel like they should be able to take advantage of against the Jaguars? Well, the Jags are, you know, if you look at their, you look at the, the, the ratings at all that come out, they're a lot like the Lions defensively. They just don't rate very high in, in anything. They've got, you know, five sacks in five games. The Lions have five and four games. Neither, and neither one is really an acceptable level. Uh, they haven't been able to get, you know, turnovers. That's also something that's plagued the Lions. Although they've come out of that, you know, in the last, in the last uh, couple of games, you know, with interceptions and, a, and then a fumble recovery and an interception against the, New Orleans Saints before everything fell apart on them, but uh, well, I shouldn't say fell apart. The Saints just wasn't falling apart. The Saints just took it and grabbed it and ran with it with five straight scoring, five straight possessions that ended in touchdowns. But I think you know the Lions have to. One thing that I really has really hurt them, and, and I agree with some of the players have said about it, is that they don't can't get pressure on the quarterback. Like I said, they got five sacks in five games. Well, as Trey Flowers said before the buy in his zoom interview with the media you can't get pressure on the quarterback unless you stop the run because you're not going to get into pass rush situations and so you know the Lions have given up 170 plus yards per game per, on average in four games uh and they also they have given up 5.2 yards per carry we'll just do the math it takes 10 yards to get a first down you give up 5.2 yards on first down you're not in a you know you're not in a pass rush situation. You're really in an ideal situation for the opposing offense to pick and choose what they want to do, drop back, throw, screen, whatever you want to do. They've really got you in a bind, and so they've got to change that around and get into you know second and nine, second and eight, stuff like that. Uh, get a sack. You know now it's second and fifteen, and you can really it really changes the dynamic and what your play callers. In this case, Corey Unlin defensive coordinator what he can call there's certain things you can't call in second and four second and three so you've, you've both sides run defense and pass defense kind of go hand in glove well there's a missing glove there <laughs> yeah that seems to have been the message this week we can have a better pass rush if we can stop the run better and, and, and we can stop the run better if you can stop the pass it's, oh. it's it's the way it works right absolutely but but how? What did they need to do to be able to stop the run? I mean, the one game that they won was the game that they stopped the run well. They stopped Kyler Murray on the ground. Mike, you gave them the formula to win here on the One Pride cast. <laughs> they followed it, and they were able to stop Kyler Murray on the ground, force him to throw, got those three interceptions. And that was the one game where they did that well, and it was the one game that they won. So what do they need to do to be able to stop the run? Well, more of the same. But look, you know, there's, there's a, look, there's a really a cool story with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's James Robinson. A kid from Illinois State. Yeah, absolutely. Remember now we talked at the at, at the start of the season. I'm sorry, after the draft, and and you know, Bob Quinn said this like immediately after the draft. This will be one of those years where it's going to be hard for undrafted free agents. You know, for teams aren't going to sign a lot of them because they're not going to be these you know rookie tryout camps and all that. So it's going to be hard for any kid who isn't who hasn't been drafted to either get a get signed and then b get on a roster and then c contribute. Well. How about the ABCs of James Robinson of Illinois State? He was not one of the 19 running backs drafted. You can't believe I took up my time to count all those. <laughs> I almost ran out of fingers and toes. I got to 19. And thank God. I, got, oh yeah, I made it. <laughs> you know what? It's a good thing it's not the old days when you do it in, in Roman numerals. I don't know what I would have done. But anyway, <laughs> I get into VIII. That would have been a tough one. But, uh, but Tori, look, this kid's got 333 yards rushing. How improbable is he made it? Not only did he make the roster, he started opening day. 
not only did he start opening day in their upset win over the Colts, he carried the ball on the first three possessions. The first three plays of the game is this kid from Illinois State. I mean, where does that come from? And and he's had a, a pretty good start, like, you know, 333 yards in five games. You know, it's, yeah, in five games, he's averaging right on the, to about 1,100 yards season. Who knows? He might be the offensive rookie of the year. I don't know. But but he's a real threat for the Detroit Lions, and he's also been a good receiver out of the backfield. So, you know, key on him, as unlikely as it may seem, that that's that's one of the things they have to do. Yeah, well, it certainly helped his case when Leonard Fournette left town. Yep. Uh, but, it you know, he provide, it provided him an opportunity, and he took it. And that has been a guy that has been in conversations this week in Detroit when it comes to – coaches and and you know people breaking down film coach Patricia broke down James Robinson on our coaches show on lines game plan on Fox Sports Detroit which airs at 5 30 on Thursday nights he talked about James Robinson and the threat that he brings uh, TJ Lang on our x-factor show presented by Xfinity he talked about James Robinson and that has seemed to be the key now are you feeling sort of like you did against Arizona Cardinals where if you are able to stop the run that forcing Gardner Minshew to throw is where you're going to win this game well I would think so now look Minshew's is the one thing he's improved in his statistics if you really look at him first of all let's back up a little bit you know he he took over for Nick Foles last year and, you know, it was on and off as a starter, but he ended up starting 12 games. And he had a 6-6-1 six and six one loss record. He, all, all the games that they won last year were with Gardner Minshew the second, by the way. Not, not to, to distinguish from that other Gardner Minshew, wherever he is. but uh, and, and his mustache and all that had become famous down there already in Jacksonville. And, you know, he, he had a nice, nice year going last year. He completed 60% of his passes. This year, you know, he's even got a higher completion rate, 69%, 69 and change percent in his, his completion rate. And this is for a kid who was a sixth-round draft pick. Look, I think I think that they put together some some good young talent there. They obviously need more. But, you know, guys like, you know, Juwan Taylor, the, uh, uh, the offensive tackle from Florida. It's not a school that plays in the SEC. Hey, I've heard of them. <laughs> but them and, and, you know, and this year they've added a couple of players. One of them is LaVisca Chenault, a really, uh, really uh, very athletic, very uh, versatile wide receiver. I mean, here, look, they've got a rookie, James Robinson, undrafted, leads them in rushing. They've got a rookie drafted in the top two rounds who leads them in, re- in receptions and really has a chance to be a really good player, big physical guy, too. So there, there's some complementary uh, pieces there that can help Gardner Minshew, but it just hasn't been proven yet in the in the one loss uh, record yeah let's take a look at the Jaguars defense and what kind of opportunity that might provide this Lions offense this week to get back on track you know they haven't played terribly but we need to see more consistency from them and this could be an opportunity the Jaguars defense has some good players they've got some young guys like uh, Josh Allen like CJ Henderson but you know, they haven't quite been able, uh, you know, to to stop opposing offenses. I believe they're allowing upwards of 400 yards a game. Uh, yeah, I think right about, you know, give or take a few. And, and thanks for bringing up Josh Allen. I just kind of glossed over him. You know, he was drafted seventh overall, uh, uh, Tory, last year out of uh, out of Kentucky. And one, you know, one pick ahead of where the Detroit Lions took T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end. And this was one of those. This was one of that was one of those drafts last year. I think every mock draft in the world, including my own, had Josh Allen going 
to a Jacksonville, and he just fit there because of what they needed and a good player. And look, he had 10 and a half sacks as a rookie, uh, 23 quarterback hits. Look out, Matthew Stafford. He's coming. <laughs> and he's already got two two sacks this year, uh, seven quarterback hits, and he's missed one game because of injury. I'm assuming he'll be back on Sunday. Uh, but as we all know, we'll find out when we find out. But really, really a good, really a good ball player. And then, like I mentioned, the offensive lineman, right, uh, right offensive tackle, you know, to help protect the quarterback. He started all 20 games, all 16 last year. I'm mean, all 21 games, all 16 last year in the first five this year. So they've got some good players there that they drafted wisely. But you know, it's like every other team, they've got to develop and they've got to develop in a hurry. Yeah, uh, one thing that came up this week was how Matthew Stafford has only one team that he has not thrown a touchdown pass against and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars even though he's 2-0 against them he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in any of those games Mike do you think that changes this week oh yeah I mean absolutely yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah of course I think that that's my guy what are you talking about I know <laughs> matter of fact I was trying to keep that quiet okay I don't want any I don't want any smudges on my guy's record. Oh my uh, goodness! Just kidding. You know, Tori, I don't think I don't think Matthew's played his best football yet. I don't I don't yeah. think the offense has played his best football. But when you look at his numbers, except for a couple of interceptions, a lot of guys would take those numbers and say, "Hey, I'm having a pretty good year. When do I renegotiate?" But that's not up. Hasn't been up to his standard. And you know, I think we've we've talked about this before. It just seemed like he just didn't have quite the same quite the same energy level the first four games as he's had in the past. Uh, I have no doubt that he'll get, he'll, if, if he didn't, for whatever reason, he'll get that back. I mean, he said he's been asked this, and it's a legitimate question. Has, has his back been bothering him? Because you know, he missed the last eight games last year with a back injury, uh, something that had plagued him the year before, too, but he said he's fine. And, and I haven't noticed like any you know, you know, flexibility issues, and, and, and seems to me like he's making all the same great throws that he's always made just not enough of them or not as many of them and then a couple of interceptions that that really are look I get it he's got a great arm he likes to take chances but sometimes you got to tone it down a little bit and if they're going to make a run then they've got to tone that down and then, and then crank up everything else absolutely we'll see what happens on Sunday when the Lions head to Jacksonville out of their bye week let's take it to Mike's pick of the week presented by MGM Grand Detroit Mike who's it going to be this weekend in Jacksonville well it's it's this look week or weeks six game five is it must win yeah it is this is a team you have to knock off just like Atlanta coming up the next week you know depending on what happens there but this is not a, this is a game you cannot lose. If you go down, you know, one and four, you're not going to make the playoffs, and you've lost really, by record, one of the worst two or three or four teams in the league. And you know what? The Jaguars are looking at the Lions and saying, "Hey, this is the game we ought to win." And so this is yeah. when when you give teams opportunity and a chance, it, it really changes the dynamic of how they look at it and sometimes how they perform. Having said all that, the Detroit Lions have better players, better quarterback, uh, better a lot of things. If they don't beat themselves, they've sort of done that a little bit in the first part of the season. I think this is a game the Lions can win, can really put up some numbers. So I like the Lions 37-20. Oh. 37. Wow. So the offense is going to have a big day. Matthew Stafford is going to have more than one of those touchdowns. 
more than one unless there's unless there's five or six field goals in it I haven't accounted for. <laughs> <laughs> no, I th- I I think they're going to have a big big game against against the Jaguars. It just it fits. It's if they want to accomplish anything, if they want to be the team they think they want to be, then they've got to start it on Sunday. And look, whoever thought Jacksonville would be the stepping stone to, to greatness? Well, it isn't the stepping stone to greatness. It's just finding a game that you can win. And I say the Detroit Lions will do it this week. Okay, I like it, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us on the One Pridecast presented by MGM Grand Detroit. I appreciate it as always, and I will see you Sunday at Ford Field. All right, sounds great. Too bad we're not going to Jacksonville, but yeah. at least we're not going to London. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Although I would love to be going back to my home state this weekend. That would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, but, hey, we'll cover it from Ford Field, and we'll make it fun. All right, sounds great. It always is. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. This season, there are even more ways to get into the game thanks to Lions Bingo presented by BetMGM. Lion fans can play along for free all season long for the chance to win great prizes, including the grand prize each week of a weekend stay at an MGM Resorts location. Just download the Lions mobile app and register to play Lions Bingo each and every week. Play along during the game, and once you hit bingo, you score. Courtesy of our friends at BetMGM. Learn more and lock in your Lions Bingo board before kickoff by visiting the official Lions mobile app now. 